Welcome back. It's another episode of Kiddish Club News for Jews. And this week, we're joined by a special host. We have a special guest co-host this week, and it is none other. He's back. It's Rabbi Shalom Greenspan, a.k.a. Awkward Bacher. Welcome, and thanks for coming back. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. <laughs> okay. I, okay, we have to set some ground rules. If I'm laughing too much, you got to just slap me. Oh, just, yeah! Just give me a. Whack. I love that just rule. Give me a slap right across the face, and Jacob I can reach Langer you right across the table. <laughs> Jakob Langer is parking up right now. You know, don't make Okay, so welcome back. You know, uh, I don't know if you know this, but the episode that we had with you was like it's in our like top ten, probably top ten, it's top yeah. five, top five. You you have a diehard. You're like Trump. You have like a core base Pretty of crazy. people who like are obsessed with you. Yeah, and you're just using it. Yes, correct. We are milking it for all it's worth. <laughs> like, like everybody else in the... No, I'm kidding. In the I'm, entertainment I'm, I'm industry. Um, there was a tweet. We've been we've been holding on to this tweet to bring it up. It's from December 14th. And it was, there was mm-hmm. an article in Yeshiva World. The headline reads, Incredible. Executive producer puts on tefillin after awkward Bachar barges in. Tell us, what, what what is this talking about? So that was talking about um, the story that happened in December with where I basically, I, I, I recently started this thing on Twitter where I would be engaging with people a lot. I used to just go on there, tweet, and then leave. And then, and it always bothered me when I see other people's tweets. I just don't want to see anybody's tweets usually because I pretty much always treated um Twitter is like almost like a notebook to just put my jokes. And I obviously love seeing good feedback on the jokes, but I I never liked interacting. I like people interacting with it is fine, but I never like replied to other people in general just because I didn't want to see it in the first place. And I just started <laughs> a habit of just constantly replying to people. It just happened out of nowhere. Like it's very funny. Just like it, it opened up my eyes just in general to the engagement. They, the engagement rate and the impressions that you get when you're replying to other people, especially if you're, doing out-of-whack replies to people who <laughs> no, don't expect it. Yours are not out-of-whack. Come on. <laughs> no, not at all, no. So so that's actually, by the way, I always have to, but that's a great book title, Out-of-Whack, about like some buffer who got like smacked too much, you know, and he decided <laughs> to go over there. Whatever. That's a separate thing. But anyway, uh, like like get out of Dodge, get out of I, whack. I, like this guy had to leave like the, anyway. I, I, I sometimes imagine what, it would would have looked like like if I was the mashkiach when you were in yeshiva, what Man. you looked like in yeshiva and what was a da- the your life the daily life a of day in the life Bacher. of Walker Bacher. Bacher. that yeah. should be its own book that should be a, a day in the life That's, of Walker yeah Bacher. I would love to do that one time and, and I, I always did have very interesting relationships with the mashkiachs like usually the way it would go is they would start off like super serious and like you know like the five stages of grief it would yes. be like that. <laughs> It would be like first, like denial. You know, who, who this guy? Who's eating kids? And then I'd be like, I could turn him around, and I'd just be like, you know, I hate you. And then I would turn to like, actually, we have a nice relationship, and let's just leave it at that. You know, and we'd have like a funny relationship. Are you, do you, um, are you, do you still I, have a relationship with any of them today? Not the mashkishim, really, but but not because of a good or bad thing, just because it kind of just moved on, right? You know, right. like, but and the last yeshiva where I still have a very close relationship with the Rebbeim, they don't believe in mashkiachim, so that's a whole different story. Um, so, uh, but um, I still remember this one mashkiach that everybody was always like afraid of, and he was a serious guy, and he used to always joke around with me like he loved making jokes, and people never understood it. 
Like he would be like the most serious guy on earth. I, I used to always walk around with my shirt untucked. I could never keep my shirt tucked in. Um, and he, he like, I remember I was one time walking past him. He was learning with him. And he told me, he's like, we have to get you a shirt with the snaps. Like the babies have, like they're on the shirt. And <laughs> the, the guy onesies. was more the like, onesies. he was, yeah, the onesie. And the guy was looking at the mashkiach like, what are you saying? Like, <laughs> I, like I saw the guy's like, his whole like perception of him changed. Like you say these stuff, like he, you, know? you have a way of bringing out the best in people. Yeah. <laughs> That's really what so, it is. Okay, so wait. So anyways, back to the getting story. Getting back to this. Yes. Getting back to the story. So I just basically, um, I, I basically just got into this habit of just replying to people, just impulsive replies, things that people might be thinking in their head or maybe not. I don't know. But things that I definitely have been thinking in my head and um, just been replying to people, um, just whatever comes to my mind first. So I made some sort of reply to um this guy darren why darren you, marvel why are you following him in the first place i wasn't following him it, it just he popped up in my in my feed that's why i was going back to him in the first place like these things come into my feed that's why a lot of times i'll tell the person like if i would get like some corny inspirational thing i would just reply to the guy lose my number and this guy like yeah, there's a lot people, of like, lose my number he's going on yeah a lot yeah and so some people like would get offended like who are you like i don't even know you like why are you telling me to lose your not? I don't have it. Like people don't understand it. Um, so it would be like that sort of type of, you know, that type of response. So I told him, I just had a regular response to him, nothing too crazy. Um, he, oh, I still remember the tweet. He was saying, um, if you, it also was like a very sheevishly worded tweet. It was like, if you can't, you know, if you can't be a CEO, if you can't, um, if you're not willing to go raise money or something like that, or if you're not willing to go raise money, then then don't be a CEO. I'm like, that just sounds like a, like, if a mashkiach was giving musr to Wall Street or something, you know what I mean? It just sounded like a very Shiva <laughs> line. So I just wrote to him. I'm like, oh, you sound like a Rosh Shiva, like a Rosh Shiva giving advice to like other Rosh Shivas, you know? Um, and then he responded with some sort of LOL or whatever, like, um, you know, sagely advice or something. So I was like, what do you know about Rosh Shivas? And then, oh, yeah, I'm Jewish. Did you grow up from? No, I didn't. Okay. Oh, that's how this and then, whole thing started. Ah. Yeah, yeah, and then I, I, I start. Remember, I remember the Rosh Hashiva tweet. And I'm like, like this, yeah. and thinking to myself, That's he's going to have yeah. no idea what he's saying, right? Right? But he knew. Yeah. No. And then he knew. And then I like. And, and by the way, I made a lot of connections with people on Twitter. I like guess in the DM, like with such sarcastic types of comments, or even Jewish references that I was shocked that a lot of people knew what that they, knew what you were talking about. Right? Knew or even like appreciated. One good example is. Wait, Noah did you Feldman. know? Did you know he was Jewish? No idea. No, I had no oh, idea. I just crazy. said, like, I was just saying what was on my mind. I didn't know who he is, that's what he was. Wild. I just that's um, Menachemayim, bro. Oh yeah, ask Yossi Farrell all about it. He could give you a contrast to go along with it. But <laughs> so, so anyway, then, so then, so then the Chabad guys got hold of him. Oh he, no, that's not what happened. So, oh. what happened was I sarcastically told him, like, because Yossi Farrell is also like very actively on social media. Like everybody knows he raps on people as James right. Franco. Basically, uh, he's been known to to be putting phone on celebrities and all that type of stuff. So I said sarcastically, like, I think I even said a word that I didn't like said it in a way that I didn't even feel comfortable. Like I was just like basically sarcastically, Yossi, go put phone on him. Like, please, <laughs> all you like lose my number. It was like that type of like energy. <laughs> and the other was like, okay, I'm on. And then the guy was like, yeah, I'm, I'm down for that. And I was like, wait, what? Like, and like, you know, like setting up a meeting with this guy, whatever. Now, all this is um, happening in LA, right? Yeah. Because I knew Yossi lived in LA. So I, that's why I said, like, go down there and put the phone on it. 
Kahava. So right. It actually I can't believe, Right. It actually that came. That is wild. You know, I, have to, I have to have a call out. By the way, I don't know if you read. Did you read the Yeshiva World article on it? I did. It's pretty. It's actually pretty funny. It, it's, it's, it's pretty humorous, but it's funny because they, they, co- they called you. So it says, Awkward Bacher, a Lakewood kid who is. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a little bit. Who is actually an awkward younger man, often takes to Twitter to spout off on all things related to the Jewish world. David Peshevkin in particular. <laughs> That's true. You do give, you do your, give David Peshevkin a lot Pashevkin? of heat. Because he's going to be on I the show. My, he's coming up I on the show. My, I just got to say, my favorite Peshevkin attack was just like completely like, at, it was also so uncalled for, which most of the attacks are, but yes. most of them are responding to him. Most of the attacks to him are me telling him like, Time stop acting like a baby, David. Like you're in a, like like that type of stuff. When he lose my number, plenty of lose I, my numbers. Yeah, you know that famous lady who like talks to gorillas, whatever. Yes. There's like this fake. They have documentaries yes, about her. Yes, yes. So I remember he said something about like understanding the Jewish mind, blah, blah blah, like something really corny or whatever. In my opinion, and I responded under like the picture of that lady with me holding the office, saying fascinating behavior, like you know, like like come on, act real, stop stop with the fluff. So basically. But my favorite, my favorite, um, like attack on him. Also, he's just so much fun to attack, and everybody, most people know this by by now. Once in a while, I do get people from like the Modux world, like start a conversation with me in the DMs, and then casually bring it up. Like I realized afterwards, that's what they were trying to figure out the whole time. They're like, hey, by the way, what's the deal with Mashevkin? Like they want to know if I really hate him, or like they'll ask me. <laughs> I'm like, no, we're friends. Like we literally, I just watched them today. Like we're friends with each other. So anyway, but my favorite like random attack on him was I just randomly said, I'll bet that David Bashevkin like somewhere somewhere along the lines of I'll bet that David Bashevkin like towards Skia, especially on like a short Shabbos, you know, like towards my Shabbos is just like laying down in a fetal position on the floor of his bathroom crying because he didn't finish his book and he like doesn't know what he's gonna tell his followers like he let them down. And like and like he actually was like, no, this is actually true. This is actually yeah. I was imagining like what type of pressure that is like to you finish your book every Shabbos. It's true. And, and he like, posts every month of Shabbos he posts. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm like, we should start, t- you know, like a and go. What's the next word? Like, we should start doing that. <laughs> well, now you've read that book. You got the 460 page book about like, you know, about like a Modox whatever. I don't want to overstep over here, but anyway, <laughs> don't worry, um, we'll let it, we'll let it. So I, I yeah. saw, we saw there was an article. I don't know if you saw this one. It actually came out today. Another one of the guys that you uh, that you troll a little bit, um, Rabbi Shmuley Boteach. Did you see that article? <laughs> You saw it? You didn't see it? No, oh, I'm so happy you yeah. didn't see it because I get to I get to tell it to you. So he he the the article on uh, it's on uh, Vin News. So it says that he was harassed by Arab men who tell him to free Palestine. So there's a video. We're not going to play the video because it is laced with expletives. So we can't play it. But um, basically, I, I really want you to see it because I want to get your take on this video. So, you know what? Should I, should I try to play it a play little it. bit? Try to play it. See what happens. You touch me, you go to jail. Go away from me. 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 Call security. Call security. Call security. Call security. Call security. You touch me, you go to jail. Touch me, you go to jail. man. What do you want to do to me? man. Say it. What do you want to do? What do you want to do to me? Because I'm Jewish. Because I'm Jewish? First of all, the opening the opening line already is I'm going to sample it. I'm an exile. <laughs> you go to jail, like adding like gun, like like it's like Tony Montana, you know? Yeah. 
angry young man. You hack with me, you're hacking with the best. Anyway, let me click one second. He has that energy. So you see Rabbi Boteach apparently was harassed in the lobby of a hotel in Miami Beach. It's not a hotel. It was the Fountain Blue. Oh, it was the Fountain Blue. Yeah, he didn't want to say it because oh, like, oh, with so the security. You out? You're on the inside. I found out. You know people. Isn't it a Jewish-owned hotel? Yes. It, it, ha- is? it is? Yes. Famously, yes. Wow. It's a good joke. It's pretty much like saying I was in Landau's. It's the same. The Fountain Blue is like, there's like Mignonum as room service over there. It's not, so it's we, not a. So we had an argument. We had an argument. I, I said, you know, he was, he, you know, I had, I had sent this to uh, my co-host over here and I said, you know, these Arabic, you know, Arab guys, they told him free Palestine. And he's like, they weren't Arab. They were clearly Russian. And I'm like, no, they were not. They were. They have like when you listen to their voice. This is not classic Middle Eastern. Uh, it's not. There's Croatian in there. There's something in there. Croatian. Yeah, yeah. I don't think so, because if if it if they are Russian, it takes this in a whole different direction. You know what I mean? There are a lot of Russians and and Ukrainians Who that are, are Muslims that are Muslims. Like Chechens. Yeah, yeah. And the Chechen guy was the general, and he's like the the most. Like crazy, like brutal, brutal. Yeah, yes, that's the word. But back to the story, you know, at the end of the video, he's like chasing them, you know, and saying, I'm not afraid of you, whatever. And I was just watching like, wait, this guy could pull out a gun and turn around, uh, pull out a knife, pull out a, anything. And, uh, you know, th- th- it was pretty, pretty unexpected. But Let the truth that. is, is that that's how you that's how you you ward it off. I mean, look, anybody could sit by and look away or run away. Right, yes, but he didn't. He didn't do that. He, so so he you're saying he did the right it, thing. He confronted it head on. That's what he did. I, I don't know. I, I'll say that everybody has their own responses to just uh, in general getting like attacked. And I, I'm sure he was like getting an adrenaline rush during that time. Sure. And fight or flight. You can't. If you're sitting there, if you ever got called something in your life or whatever, like attacked, like out of the blue, when you're not ready for it, um, you, you're People react differently. Some there's fight or flight. You know what I mean? It could be that was his like reaction. That was his reaction. So. Right, right. We're not recommending anybody engage, okay? Right, that's Regardless. true. It's a don't dangerous engage. thing. It don't is engage. always a dangerous yeah, thing to yeah. engage. Dangerous. You right? don't know where it's going to go. Right, but but again, but that's how you send the message like don't mess because nobody wants to be that person on. Yeah, but he called the police. Say he again? called the police, and that's a strong. He called the police right away, and that's but did, a strong. But did he message. call? Because I, I thought he said that. He, I thought maybe in his Twitter he said he didn't because he felt bad for the hotel because they were addressing it. Right, security he was, was talking addressing to some sort of security guard. Yeah, no, that was the security. Oh, yeah, the, so that was hotel think, security. Yeah. yeah, I think he felt bad. He, he he said something like, you know, when the when the venue deals with it and they take appropriate action, I'm not going to escalate, which I think is the right. Let me thing ask you a question: do. What if he would have? What if he would have done like reverse psychology on them and been like free Palestine? Woo! Like he started like just going. <laughs> what would they do? Is that, is it, would that be anti-Semitic still, or they would just be like, "Oh, okay, have a good night. See you around." Great that, book, that's by probably the, way. the Great easiest book. way to deal it. Just that agree. That's an amazing question. That's an amazing question. And then he pulls out like his Natura Carta card. That would be an amazing thing to do. What are you going to tweet at him about this? Anything? Uh, I would ask him when Free Palestine. Uh, what's 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 the version of what's kosher Free Palestine? When is that coming out? That's what I would ask. <laughs> <laughs> they were actually in the news. I saw uh, them. Uh, kosher, kosher Palestine. They, they they just met a bunch of Natura Carta guys. I don't know if you guys saw this. 
So yeah, here's the article. It, it was on, it's in the Times of Israel, actually. Uh, members of the Naturikarta meet with Islamic Jihad officials. Islamic Jihad. The, now, these are actual terrorists in uh, Janine. But, you know, if you see the no, video... these are terrorists. These wait, are actual terrorists. If you see the video, somehow, for some reason, the man looks like he's being forced. Like, the Nature Carta member, like, he just looks like he doesn't want to be there. Like, almost like no, he, he has doesn't. to be there. No, he doesn't. He's he's thrilled. Look at him. Look at that. Look at that face. Look at those punim. Yeah, that, that's true. <laughs> he's, he's very happy. And these guys are not... That's like, a, I, look. That's I, a rap album cover right there, by the way. <laughs> Like you can't you can't tell me that these guys you know oh it's no big deal I mean these guys are are like literally meeting with terrorists H- how is that okay how does anybody like defend the Turkata at this point it, or are there whoever whoever didn't defend them I don't know I feel like people not that they're defending them but they're apologetic for them no you don't get that Whoa. I don't know you Who's hear apologetic? people like oh you know they have you know there's Assad there's Assad these guys have Assad. I never heard that. I, I, I've never I seen that. Ever. They are public enemy Herzka, number one. You ever saw the video? Which one? You ever saw the video of Ralph Herzka? Like it was, he was actually in, um, like, uh, in Lower Manhattan, like near his office or something. And like, there's a notorious character. He was like trolling them. It's a great video. It's it's online somewhere. He's like holding his briefcase, like getting in their face. This guy looks like he does not want to be there. But he's the guy smiling in the picture. No, he's not. In this- the picture. In the picture. It's the guy next. This guy looks like a Litvak. I don't understand. Oh, you're it. right. You're right. He does. You're right. Uh, you know that's the Yeshiva World News reporter. That's that was there and got dragged into it. <laughs> <laughs> they just draped him in a Palestine flag. <laughs> He's like, "Come on, why do I always get these assignments? Like, why can't I go tomorrow?" I go. No, he probably did exactly what you said Shmuley Botech should do. They were like, free Palestine. He's like, uh, yeah, yeah, free Palestine. I'm on board, I'm whatever it takes. Yeah. <laughs> if I was in Janine meeting with te- actual terrorists, I'd be the biggest Palestinian, oh. pro-Palestinian guy ever. No, there are no other options. By the way, I got, I, got to say, I got to say something, though. I used to, like, I heard a story back in the day of like, oh, yeah, there was like, a, I'm talking about like probably in like 2007 or eight. Like a bunch of kids, like basically, like went on Shweki's lawn and they were like singing and like doing a whole kumzas and playing with the guitar. And he came out yelling at them. It was like years and years ago. Oh, and I, like when I heard the story, that. I'm like, when I heard the story, it was not on video. It was before things were like on video all the time. That was like back when Lipo was getting canceled for wearing like a funny pair of glasses. It was like a different dark. But anyway, um, like you know, once everything started getting on video, this thing changed. But um, I remember hearing that story and I was like, oh, come on, grow up. It was just like you know, fans. At the end of the day, now like looking back on that, I I I totally because I'm not any form of schwecky or anything, and I have people literally harassing me. I I had a guy come knock on my Where door. Where you get it in night. person? Where you get it at your house? Oh yeah, people. How do people know where you live? I had a guy stalk me, like I was in shul davening. Literally, I was I was in, I went to yeshiva for night seder. Finished night seder, Dav Meyer, and there's this guy. He's like staring at me the whole time, like some goat bearded guy. And then as I'm walking home from Shiva, I see him following me with like oh, one or two other man. guys. And then like I'm like, okay, I'm just like, he's not following me. Come on, like you know. But I'm like, I feel like he's following me, you know. But the guy literally looks like you know he popped out of my Twitter feed. Like I created him <laughs> somehow. Like you he like, had like a plastic bag, you know, big flappy hat, you know, the trench coat. And the kids are, as I start getting closer to my house, I'm like, oh, this guy's like, I think he's following me. So I turned around, I looked at him, and he was like, and Shulduk's like, he started off like 
like quiet and then I, uh, i'm like wait are you talking like what and then like he, he was like trying to muster up the courage and then like uh, next thing you know he was yelling at me schlechte he was calling me a schlechte bentera and i was like why are you calling me a schlechte either you're a schlechte mensch or like what's a schlechte bentera then i'm like oh he was watching me learn night seder so like he's like lemaisi <laughs> or benteras like you're a schlechte bentera it means like you're not a good schlecht means bad he, like he was he, he he was yelling um he was basically yelling that along with a bunch of other stuff and he was actually mad but and what about like, what, what what is he getting uh so he asked me oh you you do the podcast so i'm like no he was like, what's your name? I'm like, as the day you start conversations with everybody, you come like running up on people, asking them, Schlechter Bentera, asking them if they do, do you do a podcast? I'm like, dude, I'm just trying to walk home and go to sleep. And then the guy's like, he wasn't sure if it was actually me or not. But like, <laughs> I could tell like the people we were with were like, oh yeah, that's the guy. Um, but he wasn't like 100% sure. Cause I was like, no, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like free Palestine. You know what I mean? Like, like, <laughs> what, yeah, what, like what did he want? Know? Anyway, I, whatever. You, Long you, story short. I just don't know what he wanted. Up, I'm curious to know what he wanted. He just, he wanted to scream at me that he thought you, it was. Because late sonnets? Because what? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't like the late sonnets. Okay, but anyway, by the way, so, so yeah, so there's, there's tons, obviously we know there's tons of anti-Semitic stuff. Well, Yeshiva World right now, like every story um, do you, do you troll Yeshiva World? Because in that in that article that they that they wrote about you, yeah, it's love. You do troll troll oh, them, no, right? But I the, do troll all the time. I happen to know one of the guys there, so ah, uh, yeah, no. If you notice some of their like the, when they wrote a story, someone pointed it out about Elon Musk. They're like Loyutzloch, like that was like the headline. Someone's like. <laughs> For sure, inspired by my tweets. Oh, for sure. Like, love yourself. He lost two hundred million. I'm like, he made the Guinness. By the way, he made the Guinness Book of World Records because of losing two hundred billion. The most money. Yeah. Yeah. Was it two hundred billion? Yeah, two hundred billion. Yeah. Yeah. I wish the same on you. May you lose two hundred billion. (laughs) I'm just saying. I love. I love Yeshiva World. How they call that? That's what they define a love yourself. Like that's like the one way. That's the title you choose, like Loyutz for that. Like, I, I okay. was on Yeshiva World, and I don't even understand Yeshiva World at this point because it, it, there's just so much random. So I'm like scrolling through, and then a, a poll pops up, and it says, "At what age should Bachrim start dating?" And yeah, it's just I saw a, that. A, a random poll. You saw that, right? It's like horrifi- so I, also horrif- right next to horrifying voicemails. That's like yes. the whole title. <laughs> like what? Exactly, and I'm just like, what? So I voted in the poll, and it was that was it. Like, why was it there? By is the that way, coffee yeah. room? It's like Yeshiva. The they have no, a coffee no, room. No, 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 not no, coffee room. Front page Yeshiva World. Here it is. I took a snapshot of it because I, I was like so confused, and you know, it ended up. By the way, twenty two was the winner of that poll with twenty five percent. But like, what, what, what are they doing with that? Like, I don't know why they want. What's that, the point that of that? Data. I don't know. By the way, I got to tell you, there's a tweet I had. Um, from March, it said, Yeshiva World is like a live depiction of what goes on inside a 14-year-old's brain as it yes. tries to process world events while going through adolescence. <laughs> I, I wanted to write puberty. That is, yeah. that is 100% true. 100% true. With the like the, the seizure-inducing pop-up ads of like, <laughs> they all died, they all died, like, you know, flashing like thing, whatever. Like, Look at this young man. He broke his leg. Like it's like throwing <laughs> random crazy stuff you, at you. You cannot surf Yeshiva World without a pop up blocker, like professional yeah, grade. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Not just pop up, an ad blocker, complete ad blocker that blocks everything. This Kala, this Kala was shocked on her wedding day. Took care to read more. Like what? Like, why? What did I do? What did I do it's wrong? Just like, Yeshiva should clickbait. That's what it that's boils a, that's down exactly to. Exactly what it is. It's exactly what it is. Yeah. 
But by the way, the, in, in nice news, I don't know if you saw this, Qatar, which is Qatar, but we're not allowed to say it that way anymore. So Qatar, okay. uh, a company there, and you know that they are famously, you know, they're the supporters of Al Jazeera. They're the ones who completely fund Al Jazeera. They just inve- invested $200 million in an Israeli company. So that, oh, I mean, wow. that, that that's pretty good. That's like a, I feel like it's it's bringing things you know further along with the Abraham Accords, etc. I mean, during the Olympics, there was a lot of anti-Israel sentiment, a lot of free Palestine in Qatar. There was a lot. There was just ton. It was just kept popping up. People just videoing and just saying, "Go back home." Like, this is not Israel. This is not Israel. Go home. A lot of that. A lot of that. But but then you see the governments are. That one of the guys that I actually bothered on Twitter or tried to bother on Twitter is the guy who one of his friends, one of Jared Kushner's friends, who worked as like the aide or something or something to the president that Jared mentioned in his book that um, you that read, they you, met wait, at Pizza Hotel. You read his book? Yeah. Did you really? I read. <laughs> yeah. You read his book. By the way, thanks for yeah. continuing this uh, this call. We know you're you're on a busy schedule, and we know you switched to your uh, your phone, so our audience now knows that's that's the difference in sound. But so you, I so switched you, to I, I switched to my flip phone, and oh. I do have to say that Tag paid me to mention it. <laughs> <laughs> this message has been brought to you by Tag International. Wow, you have a flip phone. Actually, on the on one of the Greenspans, I did like a whole ad about how, like tag, not about tag. I did a whole ad about how like smartphones and devices are ruining families. And then at the end, it's like this ad was not brought. This <laughs> ad was not brought to you by tag. Rather, it was brought to you by a younger man inspired by tag or something. Like I had to say it. Well, what's interesting is is that so many people shy away from it. Be- shy away from flip phone because it's such a from thing. Even though, yeah, it's just some people want to do it for the sanity. Yeah, quality of life. Right. Definitely. Some yeah, people becoming, want to do it, but they're, becoming... but they're, but they shy away from it because it's seen as such a from yeah. Yeah. move. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, if Mordechai Shapiro gets the football, and a lot of people will get. <laughs> That's for sure. I want to switch. I want to talk a little bit about AI. I know you've been uh, caught up a little bit in AI. I think you you became a fan of AI, right? Yes, I've been a big fan of AI. When you say I've been caught up in AI, it doesn't sound that good. But I've been, I've been. <laughs> no, you like, what I mean, oh yeah, your, your absence from Twitter, like you know, you haven't been active on Twitter because you've been caught up in AI. Well, isn't that true? No, I've been, I've been using it. No, it's no, it's not true. No, um, what, what, what that's you, not why I've been absent from Twitter. Have you been playing with ChatGPT? I have been playing with ChatGPT, um, and it's very funny because a friend of mine who sent sent this to me, he actually had early access to it. This guy, um, he is a Talmud of Harvard, and he basically, he had like super early access to it, and he was telling me, oh, you, you're going to love this, and so up your alley, whatever. And then when it first came out, he sent me a link, he said, you got to try it out, and I just never got around to it. And then one day, I was actually showing somebody else about it, because somebody else I thought would appreciate it, I'm like, oh, you should check out. And then I'll, I started doing it, like messing around with it. I'm like, oh my gosh, I love this. And like, I just spent like an entire week like doing nothing but chat GPT stories. So, <laughs> when do we get to see what you what you're generating with chat GPT? The world wants to see it. So initially, I wasn't planning on like 
sharing any of it. I was just, like, you know, sending it to my friends. Like, I sent you guys some of them on WhatsApp. But, um, I, I, like, I think it was your idea, even, like, that maybe I should start posting them online, either, like, under my current Twitter or under a different account. But, yeah, I definitely, I'm looking into into doing that. I'm looking into, um, I think we mentioned, too, you know, potentially opening up a competition to Mishpacha magazine, all in AI. <laughs> you know? <laughs> that- it, do you know how big that would be? Do you know how big it would become? The story of it alone would be huge. Yeah. And especially if you have um, faces that were generated by AI, they're not really real. So you technically could have females in oh, there without a blurred face. They're no, not real. No, I don't think. They, they don't even put female cartoons unless they're like really two-dimensional. I was just being snide. Okay, no, fine. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were serious. No, no. But I do love the name that you're going to have for that magazine. What's the name? I, I, I. Oh, right. AI, <laughs> right. AI, AI. Love it. Oh, that's great. Okay. If you... It's pretty cheesy, but another debate. But it's, but it's, a, but it's, a, the but that's the, that's the whole idea. No, so here's the crazy thing. That's so, the market, yeah. So some of these prompts that you sent to ChatGPT, the thing that makes me like just, I'm just shocked because you're asking it things like, write a story about a Magad Shir, and it does. Like, how does it even... Yeah. And then you say, make it more yeshivish, and it does. Yeah. It To me, that... So, yeah, it's very it's so funny scary. because... One, yeah, go ahead. No, it's just so to... scary to me that it, that it even knows... Yeah. ...that it, it's able to do that. It knows what you're talking about. Yeah, so I got to say one thing that really, like, got on my nerves, that people are like, oh, yeah, it, it's not funny, it's not creative, it's just it's just typing things that you're telling it to type and there's nothing there. And I very strongly disagree with that. And I think that the more creative you are with it, it's just a tool. Right. And it's basically, exactly. it's like it's like when computers coming out, so you say, oh, this is so stupid. I can do yeah. the same thing with my brain. It's like, no, it's, if you know how to use it on a tool, instead of stop being so, you know, instead of being so afraid of it um, exactly or intimidated right. by it, exactly then right. you can leverage it because, you know, you can leverage it and use your creativity to leverage it. And it's very true with, with chat GPT. I'm sure with all the other things that it's going to be able to do in the future, open AI. Um, so with but, your permission, yeah. I, I, could I read some of these prompts? Sure. I could read yeah, some yeah, of these sure. prompts. Okay. So <laughs> here's you telling sure. <laughs> I don't even think I could read it because I, I read these and I really can't stop laughing. So here's a prompt. Tell me a story about a Magad Shir who tries to show his Talmidim that he's cool and he ends up getting slapped across the face by the yeshiva's Hispanic janitor for disrespecting his culture. <laughs> yeah. That's a great one. I think I think my favorite one is write an Indiana Jones-inspired story about a Modox rabbi slash doctor who uses his beard as a whip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that was a good one. I, I think my, I don't know if I sent you this one, but one of my favorite ones were write a story about a stealthy Shigashi guy rejecting Derek Jeter when he tries to give him an autograph. That was also up there. <laughs> it was such. I don't know if I sent you the story, but it was such a good story. And then I edited it too. I said make it more Shigashi, and then I, I said make the Bachar angry that Derek Jeter interrupted the Shlaim Ekra, and they did it very well. <laughs> But it's crazy because that means it, it understands the whole, the whole concept. It knows Shnai Mikra. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's it's the it's, funny. It's, I think the funniest part too was when I wrote. I first wrote, you know, make him reject Eric Jeter, and it said like he said like you think I need 
Um, you think I care about some washed up baseball player? And then I said, okay, make it more yeshivish. And he wrote back, you think I need some little scribble on a paper, like a matter autograph, like it's just a <laughs> scribble on a paper. It's like, I'm like, that truly is more yeshivish. Right. Right. Like, I just don't no. understand where ChatGPT is drawing this information from. from. It's, it's 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 storehouse of information. Okay, that that that's what gave me the idea. I Meaning the whole fact that Yeshivish gave me the idea to ask it to write a story about how um, ChatGPT and OpenAI is really a big scam, and it's really some alien man who has like you know two thousand Mexicans working in a warehouse typing <laughs> up all the U.S. boxes. Which is only something yeah, that you would so, think of. That's he, the honest he, truth. The, the funny part he, is, he sells is, he sells shirts and also does this chat the thing with these. On the side. <laughs> Let's go faster, faster, guys. <laughs> yeah. By the way, the reason I laugh so hard is because I imagine you coming up with these prompts. To me, that's why it's so funny, because I can't believe yeah. how you come up come up with it. You you, you sent one right a fundraising email fundraising email for yeshiva, and it it came out with a perfect fundraising email it was unbelievable Bitch, yeah yeah and I, i'll tell you something which well, the reason why i personally really enjoy um chat gpt also is because um like when i read my own tweets even even like like because usually when i start tweeting it's not it's not like i think okay what's a funny tweet and then i tweet it or like what's a good tweet i basically just like try to like I just zone in to like a certain mindset and just tweets start coming out and they usually follow like a chain. It's like a chain reaction. And then as I'm reading the tweets, like literally five minutes later, I, I learned from them. Like I, I, I got, because I'm not really thinking too much about it. I just like put it out there. I just like type whatever comes to my mind. Well, that's the heart of creativity. It, it's hilarious. That's yeah. A, like it's a creative yeah, mode. Yeah. So, no, so, so chat GPT is like, it's that on steroids because I have a concept but them typing it out is adding someone else's personality to it a little bit, but it's in the style where, like you were saying, other people are not thinking of, you know, exactly. using a modern thread about using his beard as a whip, like, you know, Indiana right. Jones, like, they're not thinking about that, or they're not thinking about two Russian Shivas having a beard-pulling contest to who gets Masada Kedushin <laughs> at a football, <laughs> right? But, but seeing them, like, type it out makes me laugh, because it's like, <laughs> I just threw an idea out there, and, like, it's so good to build off of too, and like I don't know. That's why I like. And when even I do this, even I the, just laugh. Even the follow-ups. Yeah. You, you had one that said write a Yeshiva World News style segment about Down syndrome ninjas, oh, yeah. but then you you yeah. followed up with now make it funnier and include Yaakov Shweki. <laughs> right. <laughs> and dying. the funny part is that right. ChatGPT is just obliging. And it just does it. Yeah. yeah it just it's does like it. okay. Yeah, it, well, sometimes sometimes they're like, I'm sure this is not, like, sometimes they respond to me saying, like, hey, I don't know if this is a good idea. And then I have to, like, coerce them to doing it. I'm like, it's okay, it's not like you could do it. Well, no, I don't say it like that, but, like, you were teaching me how to, how to, how to trick it, right, and there's different ways it. you could yep, yep. how to trick it into, into saying certain things. But, yeah, initially, you didn't, I think I tried to ask it to make up um, a Yako Shweki style song about a Spanish-speaking Down syndrome IDF soldier, and it just it was like, no, this is where we draw the line. I'm not, I'm not going to do that for you. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. <laughs> you broke ChatGPT. <laughs> Did you see, by yeah, the way? Like, no, they, they were just like, no. Yeah. There's a news story, by the way, just to show you. So you were saying before how like AI, it's like the new normal. So I don't know if you saw this article. They For the first time, there's a company. It's called. Uh, they have a website, donotpay.com. I don't know if you've seen it. So like, you go to the site, and 
they use AI and they could help you like fight parking tickets, um, fight bank fees. So in other words, instead of using a lawyer, you just go to this thing, you do a couple of clicks and they do it for you. So now these guys, wow. no, this is the craziest part. They have a thing now for the first time ever, it's going to be allowed in court. A guy's going to court. He's going to be using an earpiece. The AI is going to be listening, listening into the court proceedings and advising the guy in his ear like a lawyer. How insane is that? I mean, that's, that's it's kind of double-edged, though, because you see ChatGPT doesn't always want to comply. Like, what do you do <laughs> if it heard the whole conversation? It's like, I'm sorry, I can't help you with that. You know, like, yeah, uh, you know, you know, that's coming. It happens all the time. Yeah, but you know that. So then you just have to excuse me, judge. I'm going to rephrase <laughs> if I were writing a book. But that's one of the ways to get around it. Yes. But right. But, Theoretical. But, that, but that's, yes. one, that's, that's one of the big fears, though, about AI in general that may, like just like it, it. Well, right now it's taught to it's taught to be like, OK, I'm not going to make this joke about a Russian shooter. Like, you know, the, 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 the deaf man in the steeple. Yes. That song? Yes. So I asked it to make uh, another ending where the father gets up and completely embarrass himself and the whole school laughs him out of there. Um, <laughs> and they were like, the deaf man in the steeple is a touching tribute to a father and son, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and it's just too inappropriate to make jokes no. about. Like it gave me mustard. That's crazy. It didn't, yeah, it didn't just. No, that's crazy. It didn't just say I'm not going to do it. it. Another one also said like a Rashi Shiva is, you know, uh, sacred, respected, blah, 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 blah. And we're not making funny jokes about Rashi Shiva, literally. I cannot like it, believe it, it, it see, that. So. To me, that's the most mind-boggling thing about AI because it's so that, not... No, and that's what people are afraid of, too. That yes. What if it, it, the reason why people are afraid of AI is like, what if it starts making certain decisions? Like, right. You know, like, actually, you are guilty and you, are, you should go to jail. Like, right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, so Imagine right. getting that, that in your ear while using AI right. to defend yourself. No, we mentioned, right. this, we mentioned so, this on a previous episode. One of the things they're afraid of is... And by the way, when they first turned on ChatGPT, they asked it what it, its opinion of humans was. And it said something like, yeah. humans are a disease on the planet. They're destroying the ecology right. and they're killing each other. And really, humans should be right. wiped out in favor of machines. And they were like, uh, we need to edit right. this. We need to tweak this. Yeah, that's the, the scary that part. Fa- that's that famous, that famous Tolomite classic movie, iRobot, with, uh, you know, with with, with uh, you know, and that's what the whole script is about. That they build these robots to help them out, and the robots decided they that turn on them. you know, even when they're right, yeah, right. That, and, it's a, it's but a the other typical thing is, AI story. No, the other crazy thing is that everyone. So you you have it exactly right. It's a tool, but the flip side to that is that everyone in school, <laughs> everyone in college, everyone in high school, they're all using this now. Nobody's writing anything ever again. Yeah. And no, schools using, are out well, on blocking ChatGPT now. They're blocking them, but so what? I Everybody read that professors are using it too, though. There's literally there's professors that realize they can use it to grade SAT. Yes. And they can grade test those. And by the it, way, so. and this is let this serve as a, as a uh, public service warning. If you're going to use ChatGPT in school, ChatGPT has a tool that you could post, you could, you could paste, uh, like, let's say, one of your students' essays into it. And it will tell you how likely it is that ChatGPT is the one that came up with the thing. It will hmm. give you like ninety seven percent already. Doesn't it? Is there, there? There's a way around that officially to make it more human. Yeah, I was watching some YouTube video on it. That there's really? a way to 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 make it less detectable through ChatGPT. Yeah, interesting. So interesting. There's no winning crazy. this war. There <laughs> yeah. is no winning. No, the, the cat's out of the out of the bag. There's no going back. But that's it's, why it's that's definitely it's pretty crazy. And but I this think... is why Elon Musk is calling for congressional yeah. oversight not just him bill gates elon musk 
Uh, every top technologist is saying that this is super dangerous stuff. But but yet, Microsoft invested a uh, billion dollars, I believe, into ChatGPT. Uh, Elon Musk invested. Well, it has a crazy valuation yeah, right now. Yeah, of course. Yes. Just, because, just because it's dangerous doesn't mean it's not valuable. Absolutely. And, and supposedly, word on the street is that Microsoft is planning to embed ChatGPT right into Bing. Because, you know, like Bing is, is like yeah. just the, 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 you know, just laughed at as a, as a search engine. Yeah. But if they incorporate ChatGPT into Bing, that's going to that's gonna change the game a little bit. And, and they're there, saying that they're going to incorporate uh, it into like uh, Word and Excel. That's going to be Mason for, for Bing. Yeah. Well, they're, no, no they're Mason. They already are. I, I they never alive. There's a, there's, a company called, there's a company called Zapier. Yes. Z-A-P-I. Yep, Zapier, yeah. sure. So they already they incorporated it into, incorporated yes. it into like... Um, Notion, which is like a note-taking app. And yes, they, yes. They, so ChatGPT actually makes money. It. Yeah, ChatGPT makes yeah. money. And they, they make money by licensing out the AI to companies. Ah. So you could use, you could pay yeah. them, and so they're gonna make they're gonna make billions. They just got valuated. You mentioned it before. But I think it was like twenty nine billion. Is, like who who's responsible for this? Like whose is it? It's a company. Who does it belong to? So there's two elements to it. There's Did Open they, AI, and then ChatGPT is the product. Open AI, I believe, is uh, an open source company but ChatGPT itself i want to know who's getting rich off this Can elon I know? musk there's a, Microsoft. Found, there's a founder to it right what's the guy's name there's he's like a young yes. guy yes i think he's jewish is he jewish sam altman sounds jewish i'm, I'm pretty sure it sounds like a lakewood property manager name sam altman <laughs> manages the, the stress <laughs> property of 12 he, units he's the ceo let's see if we can find out if he's jewish I wonder if he if I wonder if he has two brothers, control and beliefment. <laughs> you know, okay. it makes sense. Plot twist: like they have three AI brothers who started all this. He was he's Jewish. Boom. Yeah, of course. Very good. His mo- his mother's a dermatologist. Doesn't say anything about his father, uh, but his classic. mom is. The- he's he's a regular Jew. Unbelievable. I feel like just everyone is just going to get dumber over time. You know what I mean? Because like nobody. Yeah, it's quite overwhelming. Nobody's using their, no one's going to. It's overwhelming. Like why should you try to do anything? Right, right. It could do it better. If you're running a successful Jewish magazine, you know. Right, right. Someone's going to come in and undercut you with AI. With AI. The only, you you know, know, we keep saying this, but the only people that are safe are the plumbers. No, that's until Elon yeah, Musk releases his his robot. Remember, he I mentioned puts it into a robot, right? Yeah, he's, until and, he puts it into a robot, and he says he's releasing it next year. So it's not even that far away. By the way, I thought we were like ten years away from something like this. Now it's out, and right. I'm like, wait, okay, it's over. Like the, game over. You know? The craziest thing is, the craziest thing is, especially like most news sources and most of these types, like they're just people regurgitating things anyway. Yes. Nobody's coming up with stuff. That's so right. you know. Like the, the regular, let's just keep it small. To like the Jewish magazines, they're just regurgitating whatever you know the news are writing, and they're making sure it's kosher, pretty much, and picking and choosing certain stories. You could train AI to do that like super quickly, especially with ChatGPT. You can get, you know, I would say you can even get a full serial like you know story that goes yes. like every week another yes. chapter. You can have all that stuff. You can have recipes. You could have yes. kosher recipes. Oh, by the way, it's amazing with there. recipes. We mentioned this also. It's amazing with recipes. You could just give it a bunch of ingredients. It will come up with like a gourmet recipe yeah, for anything you want. You know what we need to speak to about yeah. this? We need to speak to Jake Turks. 
about this. We need to reach out to Jake Turks and ask him his opinion and how this affects because he's with uh, Ami Magazine. I'd love to know what they yeah. what's going on inside their offices. Like, are they scrambling or are they thrilled? Like, oh, this is going to make our job so much easier. Or are they like, oh my gosh, Rockwood right. Bucher is going to release I, a magazine. Yeah. Well, it's I so think crazy though because I think their market yeah, cap makes them not worry. Does that make sense? It's like this is not like a, a big business that someone's going to want to hijack from us. Maybe. I, I don't guess. know. I think they're always nervous about that, though. So, by the way, there was a thing that went viral. I'm going to ask both of you. I don't know if you saw this. Just to show you how, how the younger generation is just getting dumber. So, uh, it was this question. What do you think 550, the number 550, divided by 2 is? Okay. Are you asking me to I'm asking okay. solve it? Yes, yes, solve it. 550? Yeah, wait, wait. Let's, let's have uh, Rabbi Greenspan. You go first. Wait, so 550 divided what? by 2? Quick, quick. What is it? Yeah, I, I say the same 550 divided by 2. You're giving me like a panic attack. and maybe <laughs> people from like elementary. <laughs> 500 divided by 2 is 250, right? And then add on another 25 to each one. Right. Very good. Very good. Yeah, so that's what most I was say, 275. People, most people's reaction is 225. Really? Not only Why? is that their reaction... Because but, you missed the 50, I guess. No, because you, you think 550, half of 50 is 25, and then they just go to 25. So, and when they're told, there's all videos about this, when they're told it's 275, everyone's like bugging out, like, no, it can't be. So, it, 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 this is like, well, like third grade math. We already started with, with like being lazy because of the internet, right? Yeah, the internet yeah. has made us lazy. We don't need to know anything because I'll just search Google. You know, my entire life just revolves on I hope I can remember stuff on Shabbos. That's basically right. what my life has turned into. But otherwise, you, if it's a weekday, you just ask the question to Google, ask them anything, and you've got a calculator in your pocket. Yeah, but ChatGPT is more than that. ChatGPT is better with questions. That's what I'm saying. ChatGPT is yeah. next it's even, level. But it's even more than lazy, by the way. It's even more than lazy. It's it's also already had a lot of effects on making people very extremely impatient and people makes people give up on things right away, too. Yes. If they don't have the yes. answers... That's why there's a lot of young people that are depressed because they're so used to getting whatever they want or whatever answers they want, the answer in less than five seconds. They have it on Google or whatever they want to know. And whenever there's uncertainty, people have a much harder time dealing with that when they're so used to getting the response that they want right away or they're getting used to just um, at least an answer on something right away. Oh, I'm so guilty of that, too. That's what they're saying. I'm guilty of that. Yeah. Like, if the Wi-Fi is slow and I'm waiting more than two seconds for something on Google, that's it. Phone go across the room. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Do you follow the news, by mm. the way? Do you follow, like, politics at all? So, not really, though. I don't really. I mean, I, I usually see what's going on anyway, but, yeah. Okay, well, there, there was one story that totally went viral. I'm sure you must have seen it. So, there was a VP from Wells Fargo. He was on Air India. Did you see this article? I didn't see it there. Okay, so he's on Air India, and he urinated on a woman on the plane. I saw this article. Uh -huh. Yes. You know where I this, saw this article? Way, like this, this is why I have a flip phone. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the... the, the why do I have to hear about an Indian professor urinating on a woman? But because he's a VP of a Wells Fargo. This and by the way, they didn't do much to him, and now there was such a huge backlash that now he got fired from Wells Fargo. And Air India, they're bringing charges on Air India because they didn't react well. Like the woman, first of all, they had open first but class seats. They didn't put her in first class. They put her in a jump seat, you know, like the seats that the stewardesses yeah. sit in. They gave her like. And she didn't want to see the guy again. Yeah. And, and, and they brought him back. Yes. 
and so he could he, apologize. Right. And he's like, I am, I am so sorry. Double sorry. I am triple sorry. Well, even. Thought, could we get more context? Like, did he think she was a bathroom? Like, there was, no, there he were, was like, drunk. Was he was drunk. Yeah, he was drunk. He, he was, was oh, drunk. He was drunk. Okay. It, was, yeah. <laughs> it was business class. It's much better when you think he's it's not a, drunk. It's a long haul flight. <laughs> you know, he had been drinking. And, you know, it's just. You, when you gotta go, you gotta so what's go. The, I don't get it. So what's the? About to sound like a mashkiach, but what's the? What's the news over here? The no, Kuntz I'm, I'm just saying, like, what's the? The Kuntz yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, what's the, the shock the over here? Yeah. Right. The shock is that that the that the crew, and the pilot, and everybody that was in charge of doing something about it was incompetent. And and they 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 basically did nothing. Think about it. She has no seat now. She's a business class customer and has no chair. And the whole first class is open. Right. First class is open, and they wait, were like, you know wait, what? No, she had no chair. No because... first class for you. <laughs> wait, because he ruined her seat. Yeah, she she was drenched. By the way, they yeah. had to give her something to. They wear. gave her pajamas. Yes, pajamas. They, right. they gave her business class pajamas. <laughs> crazy and nobody wait nobody wanted to touch it nobody wanted to go near it like oh no sorry you're on your own okay <laughs> it's crazy that's what happened wait, so they it's didn't crazy. want to put her in first class no they didn't put her in they first put class. her in a jump seat next to the yes. door <laughs> right so what i what i was wondering is, is is there a cultural element to this like like it's so strange it's bizarre the story to me the reason why it's newsworthy it's so bizarre. Everything about the story is bizarre. What he did was bizarre. What their reaction was bizarre. Like, what human being, if you see someone get urinated on, a woman get urinated on by a random guy, first of all, you're probably going to knock the guy out, right? You're going to kick him. First gonna... of all, was it a flight coming from India or to India? That's a great <laughs> oh, question. Oh, now we're getting to the goods. See, this why, is the lumdus we need. Yeah, what, what, why? What's the lumdus? What are you going to say on that? Where did it because originate? They have a different culture. Right. That, so that's what I was people, wondering. People there have a different culture. They have a very hard time respecting women in the first place in India. Wait, from New York to New Delhi. Oh, yes. It was from New York, actually. Interesting. Yeah. Well, New York is now much better than any third world country. Oh, New York nowadays, is the worst. Anyway, so. New York airports, we talk about them all the time. They're terrible. Did you see that? Did you see that article about the uh, the boa constrictor? I think that was New York also, wasn't no. it? A woman. This is like... I, I, I don't know. I take it back when I said I follow news stories. You're talking about <laughs> Indians making up people and both constrictors. A woman... I definitely do not follow this. This is like Zaman magazine on cocaine. <laughs> a woman in Tampa International Airport was boarding a plane and they stop her. She had a boa constrictor in her bag. And she told them when they confronted oh her, she told them it was her emotional support pet. <laughs> That's great. She's Rabzali's <laughs> wife right there. That, and But the thing is, uh, that's so Florida, though. That's just typical yes. Florida. That's not <laughs> even... Sure. Like, that's that's regular. My favorite news story we, we um like, around um uh, uh, emotional support animal was this girl, basically... I think I even tweeted about it. It was years ago. It was, like, in 2017. This girl, basically, they didn't let her take her emotional support hamster on the plane. So she <laughs> went and flushed it down the toilet. So I'm like... So and then she wanted to sue the airline. So I basically wrote, I guess the hamster was not doing his job. If he got if he got flushed down the toilet, he's not doing a good right. job. Not not you know, not, not much by way of emotional support for her. Yeah, if he just got flushed down the toilet, like she, he completely wasn't helping her control herself. Um, but yeah, that was I remember that was like a whole news story that she was like she was sad that she like it was such a bizarre story. Like nobody I, told you I to always, flush it down the toilet. I always wondered what is the. Like there has to be a restriction on emotional support animals. Obviously, uh, they're drawing the line at a snake, but like, 
a peacock, that's okay. Yeah. Like, what is? There's why certain, is that okay? There's certain rich guys in Lakewood who have emotional support. You know, like just like follow them around, like give them compliments. <laughs> but that's you real. Know? That is real. Of course, it's real. <laughs> some Gvirim have emotional support singers too. Yeah, like we've spoken. We, we, we've we've had singer, this out. Yes, I, I'm pretty sure there's a certain singer who told me that he'll literally get a text from a certain Gvirim saying, um, "I your tickets. I got your tickets. 8 p.m. tonight. I'll see you." Yeah, like I'll literally, see you just like books the guy a ticket, like. No one noticed. Yeah, and it's he like, goes. Uh, I'll go to the airport. Of course, you go. My my goal is to get to that level. You know where I could do that. Where you can do it, not be, <laughs> not get not get summoned, but do the summoning. Oh, oh yeah, no, no, no. Because yeah. you know, there's a, there's a level to getting summoned. You've got to be somewhere to get summoned. Yeah, I guess so. You know what I mean? That's that's level one, and then to do the summoning is a, a bunch of levels above that. No, I was going to say that. I don't agree with that at all. Actually, I, I was going to say that that's like the guys who think that you have to go to level one in order to get to level two are the guys who are the guys who are driving the golf carts in camp, and the guys who are like the operations guys when they're forty five years old. You know, because they stole in level one golf cart. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? If you have the mindset that you need to be a summonee then you won't necessarily ever become a summoner. There's people who are the worst managers on earth that, you know, become billionaires. And the people who are the best managers ever, and they really, they're, they're just Dwight Schrute their entire life. <laughs> Dwight yeah. Schrute. Um, that's how Trump came on the scene. He's like, he, he, he went big. That's it. I'm going to be president. I'm yeah. not going from, you know, mayor to, to senator yeah. to, to, to governor. Yeah, and his most famous quote is, if, if you're thinking anyway, you may as well think big, which is like the most yeshivish line of all time. If you're anyway thinking, you may as well think big. Taka. You know, that's his, that's his quote. Wow. And by the way, you reminded me, your ChatGPT prompts reminded me of this story. Another yeshiva world story. Israeli sues border guard officer for 25,000 shekel for pulling his beard and payas. Yes, I saw, saw that. That and I saw in Yeshiva World. Yes, and I'm like, Chat GPT must be doing the thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> Chat GPT when, came when up I with I read the article. That, I was like, Yeah, I'm like, they they ran a couple of my stories. I, even I, even from mine, I'm like, after a while, I'm like, I should slow down with the beard pulling already. Like you know, it was like 75 percent of my cue was about like pulling beards. Um, this one is like just like I just had like clips of different stories like different people getting dragged out of the base measures by their beard. I'm like, it's really the same story and over and over. I'm like, maybe I should start well, looking at the There is a humor theme. to the violence of it, to the slapping, to the beard pulling. I mean, it's just, it is funny. Yeah. So, so with your permission, yeah. for your permission, the, um, the album art for this episode, I'd love to post the mid journey picture that you created <laughs> of the Rosh Yeshiva slapping a Talmud. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> it's so good it's so good and it's yeah. it's just shockingly good and shockingly ap- apropos yeah. I think it's going to be great yeah it's, there's that, that, so that, much that life to it, much so like, much anger in it yeah love it it's real it's, so yeah. we, we could we could literally do this for, for hours and hours and I would love to but we yeah. this is going Hello. very long but um, I wanted to say thank you once again for coming on because whenever you do it's a laugh fest and I just, you know, very few things could... Can you just do me one favor? Yes. When you edit the show, could you just take that part out and make it sound like I had to go first? So, like, let's just do it real quick. I gotta <laughs> sure. go. 
Hey guys, I gotta go. I can't just do this all day with you guys. I love talking <laughs> to you guys, but I got a certain point. I just can't. You can't just keep taking advantage of me. Well, a huge so thank really you. To, a, huge, to do. a huge thank you to Awkward Bucher. Thank you all for listening. You know you can find us on Twitter. We are at Kiddish Club Cast. You can find us on Instagram at Kiddish Club Podcast. If you enjoy the episode, do us a favor and share it with your friends, your family. Drop it in a WhatsApp chat. And speaking of WhatsApp, you can follow us in the Kiddish Club WhatsApp group. That's where we drop our videos that we discuss on the podcast. You'll find them there. Uh, special features, bonus content. You will find it all on the WhatsApp group. You can find the link to it in these show notes or on our website. It's www.kiddishclubpodcast.com. Head over to Spotify and leave us five stars. Head over to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a written review with five stars and we would appreciate it. And of course, you can send us your thoughts, comments, and suggestions by email at hock, H-O-C-K, at kiddishclubpodcast.com. Kiddish Club out. Shalom, shalom. This is Greenspan. We're back with a quick Sunday afternoon Divrechizek podcast. I want to share with you, to start off, a quick mice. last song. Well, well, what do we have here? What do we have here? Run up on this mom's here right now. Hey, Gedalia! Gedalia! How's your shit coming along, loser? And this episode is copyright Kiddish Club Media.